0: Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Mavens, a podcast about movies hosted by me, Carson.
1: And me, Annie.
0: And uh, if you're new here, hi, welcome. Um, Annie and I watch at least two movies every week, and then we compare them in what we like to call a spicy double feature. Um, And these two movies can be related in genre, director, uh, main actor, other things political commentary, um, themes, even the title of the movie. Like last week, we did Bong Joon-ho's mother and then we did Darren, Ar- Darren Aronofsky's mother.
1: Yes. The list goes on.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, like Annie and I are very smart and creative. We can think of reasons to watch any given two movies and compare them.
1: <laughs> really? Lucky for our podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but this week, uh, so this week, I really wanted to watch um, Election uh, starring Reese Witherspoon and um, Matthew Broderick. And um then you know it just kind of made sense to also watch Pleasantville also starring Reese Witherspoon um which I have said actually on this podcast that it's a perfect movie.
1: Why what about it makes it a spicy double feature?
0: Reese Witherspoon. For you?
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> the obvious one.
0: Also just like the 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 time period Like, didn't they come out 98 and
1: 99? Yes. Super recent from each other. Reese Witherspoon is all up in it. I also noticed that they're like teenage movies for adults. Yeah. Or teenager movies for adults.
0: Yeah, they're both rated R, right?
1: Yeah. But they're both like about groups of teenagers starring teenagers and, and whatnot, but with very adult themes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, um, let's talk about what we've been watching. Annie, do you want to kick it off?
1: I'll kick it. Um, I have been watching season four of Fargo. It just dropped on Hulu. Have you seen this show before? Yeah,
0: yeah. I watched uh the season with... I watched two seasons. I watched the one with Billy Bob Thornton and then Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst.
1: Okay, so you watched, I think one and two. I think you're missing three and three, maybe. Uh, I don't know, but I've I've seen them all. And uh, if you don't know, dear listener, it's an anthology series, so you the, each season is like self-contained. And you don't need to see like season one to see season four or whatever. You can just jump in however you please. I think it does sort of help to see Fargo the movie um, since the vibes are there. But it also isn't necessary, but I think it's helpful. Um, but anyway, season four, Chris Rock is all up in it and I love him. I love seeing him be in a serious role. Like that's super rare. And... Um, I also just appreciate that this story is, like, a lot more diverse than the previous ones, um, as I recall. But I will say that with each season, I like the show, like, slightly less and less. I think, like, the first two seasons were really strong, and then it sort of just, like, gets worse and worse. But it's still not bad. I just don't like it as much. But I I don't want to call it yet because I'm only on... I just finished episode six, so there's more season to go, and... Um, a common theme of this is that it ramps up. Or is it? are we on season five by now?
0: Hang on a second. You're not going to call it yet on episode six?
1: <laughs> Bitch, that is six hours. And you're not going to call it yet? No. What? I just can tell that it's it's like, I, I think, and I hope it's building to something crazy. Uh, but, you know, I said that about the last season, and I didn't really love the last season. Girl. Um, I'm still enjoying it more, I think, more than last season, though. So I think it is better than that. Uh, the one with uh, Lupin from Harry Potter. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> uh, all right. So I still recommend it to everybody because I think it's fun and it's different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, what, what have you been watching?
0: Well, Annie. Uh... I am going to talk about four movies
1: at the same time.
0: At the the same time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, do it. So I watched um, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. um, And then also the second one. Okay, what's the second one? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Two. Part duh. Splinter's Revenge. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then I also watched um, X-Men, where Jennifer Lawrence is blue. And then
1: okay.
0: um, I watched X-Men Part 2, where uh, Sophie Turner, a.k.a. Queen of the North, was <laughs> like... A super demon, human, super X-Men. Anyway, I say all this to say, can you tell that I'm dating a man?
1: (laughs) I was waiting on this. I was like, you're going to say that you didn't pick any of these movies. (laughs) Did you do the thing that you sent me that tweet about that was like, you don't even have to pay attention. You just get all you have to do is say, holy shit, when the music gets loud.
0: <laughs> no, I mean I watched. I like I liked the so I fell asleep during the first X-Men. And then um actually, you know what? I fell asleep during the second X-Men. But what I did see of both of those movies, I enjoyed and like I thought that um like the acting was obviously great. It's a star-studded cast. Um wow. but I I mean you know, they're just like those movies. I don't I don't really know what else to say.
1: I will but, say I, I just watched a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film, and I'm not sure which one it was. It, it was an older one. And I wish I could tell you anything from the movie to be like, was it this one? But I literally cannot remember a single moment from it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's from, they're from the 80s. The first one was actually really good, and I enjoyed it. Mm
1: -hmm. And then the
0: second one, yeah, kind of fell off, and they replaced the actress. And um, just, like, you could tell that, like, they got a little bit more money, but they didn't know how to spend it properly. Mm. Just, like, weird sequel things like that. Okay. Um, Wow. Yeah, I don't know what if these things are streaming. I don't recommend any of it,
1: if I'm honest. Unless you can take a nap halfway through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so what else have you been watching?
1: Um, I have been watching the most recent ep- season of The Mandalorian, which is the... Oh,
0: yeah, Baby Yoda.
1: Which is, yeah, it's Baby, baby Yoda, the television show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, so I've seen the first two episodes of this season. The... All I, all I can say is this. <laughs> oh my god. I, the vibes of this show are like penny novels, like from the 50s, like classic adventure. Okay. Dr. Spaceman Spichemin. fights the giant sandworm <laughs> with his trusty sheriff. And it's like, that's the vibe. Every episode is a new little adventure, um, but with, like, a Star Wars uh, gloss over all of it. And let me just say something else about Star Wars since we're here. There is 12 movies that I just, I think, and literally of those movies, there's only two good ones that are just, like, objectively good. And the rest people will argue that they're good or bad or they just will all agree that they're bad. And can you believe that there's only two good movies, but star Wars is everywhere all the time.
0: Well. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe that.
1: (laughs) Well, anyways, the Mandalorian is a lot better than a lot of those movies. So I am enjoying it. And um, in my opinion, don't you don't really need to know much about anything about star wars because it's just a contained adventure if you are curious about seeing it um but
0: who is it is it pedro pascal
1: it is pedro pascal but he oh, never takes him. the mask off he just talks
0: well i still love that maybe i'll yeah.
1: watch it yeah his voice is still great um so yeah it's good i'm excited to see where they go with it i liked timothy oliphant was in the first episode and i love him and oh, i love um, him too. So he can get it. That's all I'll say.
0: That's all I'll say, too. <laughs> all
1: right. What else have you watched?
0: Um, well, if you can believe it, Annie, I have actually been watching a lot of TV.
1: This is a two for two now. For I.
0: You. Yeah, I know. It's honestly very weird. It's kind of like I have like time on my hands, which <laughs> I haven't had in a very long time. Yeah. Um, but also I'm like more interested in in like sitting down and really kind of like getting into a story and like getting to know characters in longer pieces than, you know, like an hour and
1: a half. hmm. It can be very rewarding.
0: Yeah, it can. But one of the shows. So I started watching the newest season of British Bake Off.
1: love that character development
0: yeah I mean genuinely um spoiler I just watched the episode where Sura went home and I like who Sura um I don't know whatever it doesn't matter (laughs) but I genuinely like everybody on this season they are so sweet and beautiful in every way um, so 10 out of 10, recommend that show. There's like 20,000 seasons on Netflix. Go hit it up. Also, British people. Never heard of accents.
1: Yes. I'm, a, okay, so you're in, you're not all the way caught up with that show, but you're mid-deep.
0: W- yeah. So, yeah. not
1: a, that's not a super spoiler. Nobody's gonna get their socks blown off them with that one. Because I um. think I just watched the episode before the... Not the finale, but like the pre finale. So I just watched like the penultimate, the fourth person go home or maybe the fifth. Um, But what do you think of the new host since we're here talking about it?
0: Oh, the bald guy. Yeah. He's hilarious. I like him.
1: I I love Noel. I just cherish every moment on screen with him. The other host.
0: Yeah. I love Noel. I
1: just I feel like I'm his best friend and we've never met. I just love him. I don't know. Uh, other host you know he hasn't done he hasn't wronged me yet
0: you know as a rule um, and he, like I don't play this as a hard and fast rule but as a rule I am um, fundamentally against bald people <laughs> Um, but I enjoy this bald guy
1: I, th- I think he has like alopecia or whatever
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> i mean that doesn't change my stance
1: <laughs> he just he's like a sweetheart i think he's yeah. like a sweetheart um he's really I funny do, i like the other host too prue. i don't forget her no. name it's not prue because that's no. the judge <laughs> yeah i will say that paul hollywood is the most uh reasonable he's ever been uh, he's, yeah and he has figured out how to dress and how to do his hair this season so yeah it's great I literally I get very excited on Friday night, so I'm like, oh my god, there's a new British Bake Off episode. We can watch it, and then we do.
0: See, okay, that's kind of like what I miss about TV. Is like Oh, and then I watched the newest, the latest episodes of Grey's Anatomy also. Because oh. like
1: Is that show still on or did no, it come back?
0: Yeah, girls still on. <laughs> they ain't done yet. Ellen Pompeo signed, a, uh, signed on to two more seasons. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but anyway, get, moving past those things, I have my official report on The Queen's Gambit, which I did finish.
1: Yes, tell me, because I've been dying to actually watch this show.
0: Okay, well, first of all, I'll say I recommend it. It is a good Ooh. show. Um, however, the funnest part It's not the chess. It is the drugs. (laughs) And, um, you know, at the end, she chooses a sober lifestyle, which I
1: don't support. (laughs) So the ending was unsatisfying, unsatisfactory
0: for you? Uh, In terms of, in terms of, um, yeah, character kind of resolution. Yeah. Unsatisfactory. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still recommend it. It's good. And Anya Taylor-Joy is like a delight to watch.
1: Yeah, as always.
0: In anything. I mean, she could fucking. She could do anything and I'd watch her.
1: Yeah, she's already just played chess for you and that's worked. Dead ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. well, I still want to watch. I don't your. Like thing about it is I don't think it's. (laughs) Stop me. <laughs> You're one weird thing. <laughs> well, after watching both Election and Pleasantville mm-hmm. starring Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, I too had to strap in for a guy movie because I had put Gus through the ringer with those two. And in return, we had to watch Avengers Endgame. Game. <laughs> 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 but I will like, I was totally down to watch it. Cause I actually like that movie. Um, but you know, I was like, I don't know in my head, this is like a three hour movie. I've seen it once. Yeah. I, I, I do. I did want to see it again. And as I watched it, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it again. Still as good. But as I was watching it, I thought to myself, they don't need to make another Marvel movie ever again.
0: They already have,
1: but they don't need to because literally like everything was building up to that. And then they ended it and that should have been it. It's literally called The End. And it is called Endgame. And like with every Marvel movie after, I'm like, what is this for? This is just mm. just for money at this point, because it's not leading. To, it's not building to anything. Yeah. So anyway, it it was still really good. As soon as Thanos was over, I was like, OK, I'm going to bed because I knew how it wraps up. I was like, I don't need to see this funeral scene or whatever. So I pieced out of there. But um wait a second. You just ruined the movie for me. I mean, come on. He
0: died. Thanos.
1: Yeah. Hmm. You could say that, but what I was saying was two different things. Oh. And I didn't spoil. I didn't spoil it. All right. Well, maybe I'll watch it. I won't. It's like a thing that, like, if you if you missed out on any of the previous films, which there are a ton of, it's like good luck, yeah. good luck. Because oh, like really? Ant Man plays a huge role in it, and if you didn't see the second Ant Man movie, well, you know, fuck off then, because you're gonna be like, what? This this is a, this is the main element of this movie, and you would have like no idea where it came from. That's
0: <laughs> kind of annoying.
1: It's annoying if you are out of it, but if you're in it, you're like, holy shit! They really did just make a twenty movie series. <laughs> so it yeah. is. It's like the same thing with the TV show, where it's a lot of effort, but it's a, a lot of yeah. payoff. Um. So that's Endgame. Cool. On Disney Plus. Sick. What else have you been watching?
0: Well, oh, today I was cleaning up my house and I watched Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, I recommend that movie 10 out of 10. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it um, it's on HBO. That's all I'll say about that.
1: <laughs> That's Carson's quick review.
0: Um, but I also have I watched, OK, yet another TV show. Um, Nicole Kidman's The Undoing on HBO. What is this? Oh my god, Annie. We, like, you need to watch this. Really? Yes. Why haven't I even heard of it? I don't, I mean, it's like four episodes in. Um, I've been getting ads for it like crazy over the past couple of weeks. But I think I watch more HBO than you do.
1: Uh, this is a, this is very true.
0: Um... Yeah, it is so it is very good. Um, like the trailer, I wasn't really sold on the trailer because it kind of alludes to the fact that like it's about an affair. And like I've seen enough affair things. Like I don't need to see like people fucking each other and cheating on each other. Like I just don't need to do that. So uh-huh. I wasn't in it oh but I was like, you know, I love Nicole Kidman. I love anything HBO does. Mm hmm. Sorry. <laughs> so I put it on and I was like, let me give it a try. And yeah, it is a mystery. It is oh. like straight up in the mystery genre. It is not in the like it. Is, I mean, yes, there isn't a fair element, but it's like. Oh, my God, you're along for the ride. And I know that this is um this is like a point that you make a lot is that when you say like the audience already knows everything and you're just watching the characters figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like you're in the same boat as the characters. You have no fucking idea what's going Mm -hmm. on. And it's just like, it is so much fun. It is straight up mystery. It's good. I
1: recommend. I love a mystery. I'm going to continue to watch it. Yeah. All right. That's the undoing on HBO. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's talk about movies now.
0: All right. Tracy, um, double
1: feature time.
0: Do you want to talk about election first?
1: Uh, yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, here is a clip from the trailer.
1: We'll move on now to the presidential race with three candidates running. The first is Tracy Flick. One thing that's important to know about me is that I'm an only child. My mom is really devoted to me. She likes to write letters to successful women like Elizabeth Dole and Connie Chung and ask them what advice do they have for me, Tracy, her daughter. The next
0: candidate for student body president is Paul Metzler. I just don't think somebody would do
1: something like that on purpose. I think you did it. And if you want to keep questioning me like this, I won't continue without my attorney present. Annie, hit me with some facts. Okay, election. The movie came out in 1999. It was directed by Alexander Payne, who, if you didn't know, directed Sideways, The Descendants, Nebraska, and his latest and worst, Downsizing. Wow. Um, This movie has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's starring Reese Witherspoon and Matthew Broderick. Here's the description on IMDb. A high school teacher's personal life becomes complicated as he works with students during the school elections, particularly with an obsessive overachiever determined to become the student body president. And if you want to watch this movie, you can stream it on HBO Max and maybe HBO. I think. I don't know if it's on both. I'm confused about that situation still. Um, anyway, tell me your general thoughts on this one.
0: OK, well, wow. First of all, you just listed out the director's movies and like, oh, my God, he, like what a distinct style. Like. I get all of those
1: movies, I understand. Mm. I've only seen this one now, Downsizing and the, the Descendants. But I will say that I saw Downsizing at Telluride Film Festival when it was like premiering. And he was there to, like, present it and then do a Q&A afterwards. And I... The movie was, I in my opinion, horrible. But... Is this with it, Dad Damon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the movie ends and he comes out for the Q&A. And you can tell he is, like, livid. He is so pissed off. And they, like, delayed... I think they delayed the release after that because he, like, went back into the editing room. So I haven't seen the current cut of it because I think it was, like, different, but... That movie wow. was trash, and I think he knew it.
0: Wow. Okay. I know. I mean, I watched it a couple of years ago. I didn't hate it.
1: Back to election. Back to election. We're here for election. Um, okay. Yeah, tell me your general thoughts.
0: All right. So it is... Um, it's kind of... Like as I was watching it, I was like, wow, I'm getting American Beauty vibes. I'm getting um Bad Education Vibes, that movie that we watched. You know the one? Another HBO movie? Um mm. with the singer mm-hmm. guy. Definitely. It's Wolverine Sings. What's yes. his name? Uh
1: Huge Huge Jacked Man. Huge yeah. Jacked Man.
0: Yeah, that's him. Um, I got both of those vibes. Um Reese Witherspoon is obviously fantastic in goddamn everything she does. <laughs> I can't name a bad Reese Witherspoon movie. I can't. It's like, it's like Um, I was having this conversation. I think it, maybe was it you and I were having this conversation. Uh, name a bad Anne Hathaway uh, movie.
1: <laughs> this was not you and I. You can't name one? Ocean's Abe, directed by Gary Ross of Pleasantville. Whoa. Okay. Princess you, Diaries 2.
0: No, you win there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Princess Diaries 2. Whatever. I love that one. The sleepover scene? Are you serious? You're going to call it that a bad, a bad yeah, that's movie? pretty dope.
1: <laughs> Chris Pine is there looking fine, as always. As always. <laughs> um,
0: Back to election. Yeah, I... <laughs> I really just wanted to, the reason I suggested this was obviously because we just, uh, or are now currently wrapping up our election. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, And, like, I really wanted to see it play out in, yeah, a smaller setting. Like, we've been watching the national election, and I just wanted <laughs> to see, like
1: the smallest version of that. Yeah, which is What? So have have you seen this before? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have not.
0: Yeah, okay. What are your general thoughts?
1: Well, I think that if you dear listener need a distraction from the world around you, this movie is the perfect one. Because it is so much fun to watch. Oh my god, I had a blast. Yeah. This movie felt like the vibes of Arrested Development (laughs) in the way that it's, like, edited and the, like, music choices and just the jokes. Yeah. Combined with, like, Parks and Rec. Ooh. And then with, like, an an R-rated, like, slab on top of both of those things.
0: Yeah, like freaking American Beauty.
1: Right. I thought that all the characters were just so well created everyone was like so much fun to watch but at the same time incredibly flawed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you didn't hate anybody like you liked watching them but everyone right. had crazy flaws um, I was worried that like when the movie starts there's just so character introduction after character introduction after character introduction where it's like Here's Stacy, Stacy is blah 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 blah. And then it's like, all right here's Tracy and blah 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 blah. And I was like, oh no, I'm not gonna be able to keep up. but like the movie said, nope, we're gonna walk you through this. Uh-huh. Every character is gonna be necessary and every character is gonna have a satisfying story arc and every character is going to like intertwine with one another in fun, crazy ways. uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it was hilarious. I, I loved it.
0: Sick. Okay. Yeah. I really, (laughs) I really enjoyed Matthew Broderick's character. Mm
1: -hmm. He
0: was, I think he played, first of all, it's so strange to watch him in a teacher role after just like, (laughs) yes, watching him be Ferris. Like twice a year for my whole life. It's weird to watch him in a teacher role, but he plays a bumbling idiot so well. Mm hmm. He is so good at being an idiot. Yes. Which. Am I surprised by? I don't know. No. Uh, um, no.
1: <laughs> no surprises.
0: <laughs> But I, yeah, I I would have to agree. It was, It's a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also agree that, like, the character introductions are all necessary.
1: Yeah. It's Just, funny. It's so funny. And my favorite, like, thing about this movie is that it is... There's this term which is, like when things are directed for the edit, which is like when a film is like directed with the editing room in mind. So the director knows like, this is going to cut to here. This is going to cut to here. This is going to cut to here with this timing, And they know all that before they even like set foot on rehearsal versus like the opposite of that would be, we're going to get coverage of everything and we're going to discover it in the editing room. And, um, I mean, two ways are fine and two ways exist. But when things are directed for the edit, I you can tell. And this movie is directed for the edit because everything just happens in such a way that it's like it's just compiled so well that there's no way that they could have just came up with those ideas in the editing room. He would have had to, like, come to the shooting with all those ideas. Like, for example, like. We're gonna freeze frame here on Reese Witherspoon. She's gonna have a silly face. And oh my we're gonna god! Like, which were my favorite. Yeah. Um. We're gonna cut to I forget the uh popular kid's name. I'm just gonna say it's Derek. We're gonna cut to Derek, and he's gonna freeze frame, and then a little his name's gonna pop up, and then he's gonna fall back down as he's skiing and blah blah. I don't know. It just was very. It was very well edited, but it was very well directed at the same time. Just the momentum. Yeah. Was nonstop. It was great.
0: Yeah. To curtail off of that comment, it super reminded me, the way that it's edited actually super reminded me of Fargo, the TV show. Oh.
1: Why is that?
0: Um, I think exactly what you just described is directed (laughs) for the edit. Yeah. I have never heard that term before, and now, like, I'm just thinking of movies Mm
1: -hmm. like that. Like... Molly's game randomly just came to mind. I haven't seen that, but the other night my family was playing poker and my sister had just watched Molly's game, so she was like <laughs> pretending to bring a bunch of strategies in <laughs> to the poker night. And she just kept saying Molly's game over and over again after she'd make a move. Molly's game. She'd like lay down her cards and be like, Molly's game.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Um,
1: I can feel that. I can feel those vibes. Yeah. It's. That's that's where I get the Arrested Development vibes, because that show is so full of like things happening and then cutting to like a funny scene to be like, um, whatever the narrator said, it wasn't that way or whatever.
0: Yeah. I really enjoyed uh, like the intertwining of. And, I mean, a lot of movies do this, but I I really like intertwining adult themes mm. in, yeah, in, in teenage, in high school.
1: I um, love that, too. It's so much fun.
0: It is a lot of fun. And it's also just, like, very realistic. Like, high school is not just, like... <laughs> Going to choir practice and going home and eating your peanut butter sandwich. Like, it is (laughs) fucked up. (laughs)
1: For everybody. (laughs) I agree. I I just love... I don't know. There's something surreal about it. And I think it's, like, a step above Mean Girls. Because Mean Girls is still, like, for teens. But it did, like... It wasn't afraid to be, like, this is how teenagers act. And this is what teenagers do. But it wasn't even, like, another step... Further, maybe it's like Mean Girls, then Juno, and then this movie,
0: yeah, and then American Beauty,
1: yeah. I mean, that's not a comedy, though, right? Uh, It uh, it has some comedy elements to it, comedy elements, yeah. I agree with that ranking.
0: I forgot the ending, though.
1: Let me tell, let me tell, let me tell you about the ending, okay, (laughs) because it has my favorite part in the movie. And I'm going to spoil it, but I'm also going to explain the movie. If you don't want to watch the movie, you just want to hear. All right, I'm going to read this summary. Reese Witherspoon, a.k.a. Tracy, is a major tryhard running unopposed in the student body presidential election. Matthew Broderick, a.k.a. Mr. McAllister, in an effort to not have to deal with her because one, she's annoying. And two, she had a sexual relationship with his fellow teacher. He asked the school, the popular kid in school to run in opposition of her. And then basically a bunch of hijinks ensue. I couldn't explain the whole thing because it's crazy. There's a lot to it. But in the end, the election happens and Tracy wins by one vote. But Matthew Broderick's character, Mr. (gasps) McAllister.
0: He resigned. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Broderick's character has to count the votes with two students. The students count that she's won. He recounts them and he secretly throws away two votes. And then he's like, you counted them wrong. She lost. And time goes on. And then my favorite part of the movie ha- happens, which is he goes. Mr. McAllister, Mr. McAllister goes to his class one day and a bunch of people are in it, including the principal, Tracy, the popular kid. And this person who I shouted, the janitor. Yeah. <laughs> Literally before he even walked in the door, I shouted the janitor because I knew I just like suddenly remembered from the very opening scene of the entire movie. Mr. McAllister is like cleaning out the fridge and he misses the trash can with some spaghetti and it like splats all over the floor and the janitor sees it happen and he's like, damn dog, you really had to do that to me. And that's it. That's the whole scene. First scene of the movie. And then a hundred and like a hundred minutes later. The janitor enacts his revenge by pulling the votes that Mr. McAllister threw in the trash to reveal that Tracy actually won. And then, yeah, the ending, he like retires and he moves to New York and he sees Tracy with a like a senator yeah, or something yeah. like that.
0: And he throws his milkshake at the limo. Yeah. Okay, Yeah. It's all come back to me. So um, just like as you were going through it, I realized that I forgot a lot, like a lot of the subplots. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite subplots, which was so well fleshed out, was, Mm -hmm. okay, so the popular kid, Derek, whatever his actual name is, I don't know. (laughs) Does it matter at this point? No. (laughs) His sister, his younger sister, also ran for president. And she was, yeah, she was like a grade below or a couple of grades below, whatever. Um, But she... Was also running, but she really wanted to get in trouble. (laughs) And so she took heat for actually a rigging, Mm. a sabotage that Tracy did, which Mm -hmm. was Tracy ripped down a bunch of posters. But the younger sister took the heat for it because she wanted to go to Catholic girls school Mm -hmm. because she's a lesbian. Mm -hmm. And like. That is just. I think. It's just like the that actor is so was so perfect for that role, mm-hmm. and it's all so believable and and funny, yes, like that could actually happen
1: and the whole reason she ran the sister ran in the first place is because her what she thought was like her girlfriend broke up with her to date her brother, so she's like getting back at her brother. By running for president against him.
0: And he is the sweetest guy and is like. Yes. Like the sister gets suspended and he shoves her homework <laughs> underneath her
1: door. <laughs> like, he is the sweetest. Like the dumbest and the sweetest. Yeah. But some of my other favorite scenes are like the fake, like, home movies with the with the sister and her whoever she's like dating, that girl at the time and they're like eating asparagus and smelling their pee. It's so weird. It is so funny like how it's shot like a French almost like a French film and then it happens again (laughs) at the end like to resolve it. Oh, it was so good. I think that Alexander Payne, if you're out there listening, I'm sorry but you peaked in
0: 1999. Damn. Okay, I also want to talk about um, the affair. Oh my god! <laughs> well, okay, I guess I'll say both affairs. <laughs> yeah. So, so the first affair Tracy had with the teacher, and the teacher is like a certified dumbass, like yeah, not a smart dude in yeah. any Tracy capacity. being
1: Reese Witherspoon to remind you, the student had an affair with one of her teachers, and who's also Matthew Broderick's like BFF.
0: Yeah. Motherfucker is dumb.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Straight up dumb. You and like.
1: Which they show.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly,
1: because they make him like fall in love with her. And he's like a sopping idiot by the time he gets fired.
0: Like. It's also, I think, just like really well, like portrayed in terms of like grooming and. Just like statutory things like I think it it definitely doesn't make light of this situation, but it, it it like shows it in a way. That. Yeah, you're like, wow, these people are fucking stupid and in and, you know, like. I just didn't I didn't feel icky about it, right, which I. I appreciated right because that's such a that's such a tricky situation where you can feel icky about it super fast but I think like that character was just written so well Mm -hmm. he's just so
1: dumb (laughs) but then but then Matthew Broderick also so dumb yeah had the bright idea of trying to hook up with that man's wife after she divorced him for having an affair So he then tries to go have an affair with her from his wife, who are also their best friends. So what does she do? She tells his wife immediately and his wife, his life is ruined. And um, that's why you can never trust a man. Yes.
0: (laughs) But that even that affair is written super well, too, Mm -hmm. like from start to finish, like she so yeah she gets a ride from him to go to the store and um then they're driving by a motel and he says should we get a room Mm -hmm. and he's like completely serious Mm -hmm. he's like reading into her like asking for a favor yeah yeah and um she's like
1: fuck you (laughs) she goes that's not funny yeah (laughs) that's funny
0: Um, and just like, just like the way that it evolves from there, you're just like, okay, both of them are idiots. Like, they're just so, yeah, it's like what you were saying at the beginning. They're so flawed. Mm -hmm. So flawed.
1: Yeah. I just love Matthew Broderick, like, taking a period to rush to the motel to, like, (laughs) yeah. Set up some flowers and wash his junk and then run back. Yes. Oh my God. That detail, too, of him like. <laughs> like cr- cr- <laughs> he's like crouching in the shower. Oh my God. <laughs> I've said all I need to say. I'm ready to give it a number if you are.
0: Wait, wait. I just want to say, I just want to say that, yeah, Here, here's my clo- closing thoughts. Reese Witherspoon. Mm. national
1: treasure. <laughs>
0: yeah. Literally an incredible actress.
1: This is probably one of my favorite roles of hers. And just them freeze framing on her with horrible faces, like makes me know that she's a real one.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, you just have to think about what, like she also did cruel intentions around this time. I'm just like, her career is so fun.
1: Mm hmm. Good for her. OK, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it. A. Uh, an eight out of ten. You know what?
0: I am also going to give it an eight out of ten. What was the run time on
1: this? I didn't even. I have no I, clue. I think it's like an hour yeah. and 40 minutes, something like that. I didn't notice.
0: yeah, eight yeah. out
1: of ten. All right, um, movie Maven score for election is a eight out of ten. Let's talk about Pleasantville.
0: All right, here is a trip f- here is a, a trip from the clayler. <laughs> what
1: happened? I'm not sure
0: <gasps> Look at me. I'm pasty. Good
1: morning kids. Better get a move on or you'll be late for school. I put blueberries in them just the way you like. We're in Pleasantville? No! We're supposed to be
0: in school. We're supposed to be in color?
1: What's all the commotion?
0: Who's that?
1: I didn't think you'd want to come here until we'd been pinned for a little while.
0: You can pin me anytime you want to. Or maybe I should just pin you. She's a fine young woman. She would never do anything for us to be concerned
1: about. <laughs> and he hit me with some facts. Okay, Pleasantville came out in 1998. It was written and directed by Gary Ross of... The Hunger Games films and Oceans 8. Uh, it has an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's starring Tobey Maguire and Reese Witherspoon. Here's the description from IMDb. Two 1990s teenage siblings. Why does it say 1990s in there? Okay, whatever. Teenage siblings find themselves in a 1950s sitcom where their influence begins to profoundly change that comp- that complacent world. If you want to watch this, you can stream it on HBO Max.
0: Before we start, I just want to say it's really funny that I mentioned Molly's Game. Okay, wait, you haven't seen it. But in Molly's Game, Michael Sarah plays the role of who is supposed to be like this huge asshole. And like, he's like, but it's a true story. And allegedly, and no, she has never named the name, but it has come out that the
1: asshole
0: was, in fact, Toby McGuire.
1: <gasps> wow. Yeah.
0: Anyway, back to Pleasantville.
1: okay, all right here i'll I'll share my general thoughts first. I can't believe that this movie exists exists. <laughs> like the premise of it like they just don't make movies like this anymore. And for that reason alone, it's a joy to watch because it's like the Truman Show. Um, It's it's just such a Twilight Zone-esque vibe where they don't really make movies like they they did in 1998. But um, so for that reason, I think it's worth a watch. It's super whimsical, super charming, super wholesome. Um, But by the end of it, I didn't know what it was like trying to say to me. And I did get bored a couple times throughout. So, you know, for me, there's some pros, there's some cons, but I know that it's a perfect movie to you. So tell me why.
0: Um, well, for uh, for the reasons that you just said it, like, I've never seen another movie like this. I we will never see another movie like this. This is like it's like being John Malkovich. Mm, Yes. It's just like who. Who and where and what did, like, what ass did this idea come
1: out of? Like, this Derry is... Ross's ass.
0: <laughs> it's just so... Yeah, it's very... It's wholesome, but also, like, raunchy.
1: Yeah. That's true. <laughs> it's just, a, a strange, like, balance of those two things.
0: Yeah. It's, um... I just... I enjoy like all of the color palette the like different mediums of of film that we go through um I enjoy the character arcs um like I think it's just visually stunning I think it's super funny also Paul Walker <laughs> also Paul Walker forgot about that I think it's just like a really good commentary on like routine and like the American life and the American dream and like what that actually means and how people have interpreted it over the years. Also just like one of my very favorite things I think to ever exist is the idea that there are no words in the book until you tell the story.
1: Hmm. That's nice.
0: Listen, just as fundamentally opposed to bald people I am, I am (laughs) fundamentally pro the idea that there are no words until you tell the story. Like, that's just such a beautiful metaphor. I don't. Mm.
1: (laughs) You're like, and for those reasons, I give it a 10 out of 10.
0: (laughs) But also Reese Witherspoon, again, playing a sassy little bad bitch. (laughs)
1: oh i could have dealt with more of her in this movie
0: oh what i mean i would have preferred actually if she were the main character not toby mcguire
1: yeah um i'm gonna explain this movie before we get into the weeds of it okay not the whole thing here's a brief summary uh for reasons horribly explained Toby Maguire and Reese Witherspoon, a.k.a. David and Jennifer, get sent back into a black-and-white 1950s television show that David is obsessed with, and they replace the two main characters. They are seemingly trapped there, so they try to carry on the show's storylines like they happen in the episodes. But after Jennifer gets bored with that, she begins inciting chaos in the town by introducing uh, sex to its population. This is real. What I'm saying to you is what happens in the movie (laughs) uh the more teens and the more adults that bang the more the world turns from black and white into color and from there uh hijinks ensue so that's the premise that's the that's really the premise (laughs) i just can't believe it even
0: now But not only color, not not only color, like we also get, like I previously mentioned, books, we get art, we get the introduction of just like culture in general and the outside world also like begins to expand. So a super famous scene is Jennifer, like early on in the movie, um, when she's very first in Pleasantville, she's in. Geography class, and there's just two roads. And then she asks the question, Well, what's beyond Main Street? And everybody looks at her and they're like, Elm Street. <laughs> Duh. It's right there.
1: <laughs> and then she goes, What's outside of Pleasant View or Ville? Which is probably one of my favorite scenes. I just love the beginning where we're introduced into this world and it's very twilight zony where these two characters don't know something about this town and this town is like not what it seems it is at face value. That is super fun.
0: Yeah. And so like, yes, all of these things happen because Jennifer has sex and like introduces sex. But, and I think, yeah, we had already talked about this is that like, it seems like, sex is the reason
1: for people seeing color
0: right and but i think like actually it's like unbridled joy and passion and like because jennifer doesn't turn color until she reads a book for the first (laughs) time she just discovers her love of literature
1: (laughs) i think this movie would have you have us believe that 80% 80% of the population in order to see color um, need to n- not be virgins. 10% need to read a book and the other 10% need to um, release their anger, their bottled up anger. <laughs> and that's it, which for me was like a problem. Like throughout this movie, I, the rules were always very unclear to me. Like Toby Maguire's, is talking to Reese Witherspoon and she's like starting to incite the chaos. And he's like, no, we can't. We have to do exactly what the characters did. But he never says why. Like he like he's like, well, ru- we'll ruin their whole whole world, which like in what way? Why do you know this? There's no rules. None of this makes any sense. Um, things like that. Also, I just had a weird thought, which was. If they don't know what sex is, why don't they just have like Barbie doll bodies? Like, why would they even have genitals? Because they also don't have toilets. Which they showed.
0: I don't have. I don't have the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The time. (laughs) We dedicate this time for this purpose.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't explain those really nitpicky, intricate details.
1: I like a rule. You know I like a rule.
0: I know, I know. And I think to a certain extent, I do too. But I think this movie just does such a good job at, like, being playful while introducing rules that, like, for me... I it, I didn't notice
1: like mm-hmm. I mean you if you just let your give yourself into it it's going to be a good time. But but this movie, the entire movie hinges on one fact. Oh shit. That just I hate. Okay, and that is in the beginning. David and Jennifer are fighting over the remote in real 1990s world. And she wants it for a day and he wants it for his uh, Pleasantville Marathon. And the remote gets tossed from them fighting and it shatters. And then she says, it's fine. And he says, no, it's a new TV that doesn't work without a remote. And then the. The mystical man shows up and gives them the time travel remote. But I'm like, that is just untrue in all universes. And your whole movie rests upon it. And I don't I just hated that.
0: Okay, yeah, no, I do remember actually picking up on that. This this watch, too. But
1: I didn't like how were you reading a like segregation vibe, allegory vibe? Yeah,
0: um, but I couldn't really put my finger on it. I, did,
1: I think that I really do think they were hinting at segregation hard, especially towards the end of the movie, like in the courtroom and stuff. But that was just the clumsiest thing. And I really wish they wouldn't, especially because no one in the town was black. Right. That was like the clumsiest part. Yeah,
0: they called him colored.
1: Yeah. Yes, literally.
0: Yeah. Um, I am gonna go ahead and chalk that up to
1: 1998. Yeah, I. If it were done again, they could have just made it about like 60s culture with like people doing drugs and having sex I, versus they'll not. They'll never make it again. They, ne- you're right. They never will. Yeah, it's it, one and done. Which is why I I would recommend this movie because it is one of a kind.
0: Yeah. It's a time capsule in two different ways.
1: Okay, here's an here's another one for you. <laughs> if everyone sees in black and white at all times, how do they know what colors are?
0: See, I don't think they see in black and white. I think everything just know is it black shifts? and white. Everything everything is black and white. So then, like, seeing color is a discovery.
1: I don't know, like when they when the mom bangs the artist. And he's like seeing color for the first time. Like, how do they know what colors are? Like, how do they know their names? Was <laughs> a thought I had. Don't. <laughs> Just don't look too deep into this movie, y'all. And it'll yeah. be a, a great whimsical time.
0: I'll continue to watch it. I love this movie. I recommend it.
1: We should we should just <laughs> talk about one scene real quick and then we'll wrap it up, which is the the scene that, again, this happened. The mom in the show in the 1950s show. <laughs> oh, my God. Asks her daughter, Reese Witherspoon, who's not really her daughter, like, what are kids up to at Lever's Lane holding hands? <laughs> And the daughter's like, oh, no, they're like having sex. And the mom's like, oh, your father would never do that with me. And then Reese Witherspoon is like, well, mom, I got a hot tip for you. And then (laughs) later, (laughs) the mom is she is literally she's pleasuring herself. And outside the tree catches a fire. (laughs) That's all I have to say. I just wanted y'all to hear it. That actually happens. (laughs) The tree bursts into flames and the firemen show up and they don't know. They've never seen a fire before. So Toby McGuire has to help them put it out. That's the scene.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it's a 10 out of 10 for me always. But yeah, I think on this on this viewing on this round, I was super bored with the beginning. And so for that reason, I think I'm going to give it a seven.
1: This round. okay, but 10 out of 10 in your heart. Yeah, I see. I'm going to give it... <laughs> I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. So Movie Maven's score for Pleasantville is a 6 out of 10. If you want to watch it, it's on HBO Max.
0: Uh, you can catch us on Instagram at Movie Mavens. On Twitter at Movie Mavens Pod. Annie has been tweeting up a storm really you fucking holding us up over there (laughs) on that front (laughs) yeah I guess that's it movie mavens out